Thanks for listening to this audio podcast from Redemption Life Church. Listen as Pastor Michael Cox teaches on the 40 days before the Ascension and 10 days before Pentecost. All right, let's jump in. So you, we've been looking um, since um, Passover Sunday. Um, we've been looking at um, the life of Christ. I mean, we, we, we kind of jumped in before Easter, went through Easter. We looked at, you know, laying palm branches on the street and how much better it would be to lay our lives down. We looked at the resurrection. We looked at the potential to be ignorant brethren. Um, is that it? Was that last week? Or was there another week since that? I think there was another week since that. Last week was go. Go. The last words he said was go. And then I just couldn't get away from it. Because what did he say go and do? All right? Some of you, the personalities that love to go, loved last week. You're like, yes, let's go. Let's do stuff. That's kind of me. I like to go. I like to do stuff. But here's the catch. He told them to go and wait. I mean, he told them to go do stuff. But he said, before you go do stuff, go wait. So we still have to go do stuff, but there's this waiting process too. And I just think it's so significant. Look at Luke 24, 49. And behold, I'm sending forth the promise of my Father upon you, but you are to stay in the city until you're clothed with power from on high. He said, you've got to go, but don't go naked. Like, you can't go yet because you ain't got no clothes on yet, right? So I I want you to do some stuff. I want you to heal the sick, cast out devils, right? Raise the dead. But if you go trying to do that naked, you'll look like the sons of Zebedee and them demons will whip your tail, right? So he said, you got to go. But before you go, you got to wait. It's like, go, wait, uh, 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 you know? It's like Simon says, mother may I? Yes, you may. What? Go and wait. Let's look at Acts 1. It's going to be... Quite a bit of reading foundationally today. i just go ahead and tell you that, but it's going to be all right. You're going to survive. Acts chapter 1. We're just going to read this whole chapter. To Theophilus, the lover of God, I write to you again, my dear friend, to give you further details about the life of our Lord Jesus and all the things that he did and taught. Just before he ascended into heaven, he left instructions for the apostles He had chosen by the Holy Spirit. After the sufferings of his cross, Jesus appeared alive many times to these same apostles over a 40-day period. Jesus proved to them with many convincing signs that he had been resurrected. During these encounters, he taught them the truths of God's kingdom realm and shared meals with them. See, sometimes we say, Oh, man, what you said earlier about God's going to heal you, and then you believe that's not true. you got to believe enough to be healed. He said he convinced them with signs that he had been resurrected. Remember, they were ignorant brethren before. They didn't know that he had been resurrected. They, they, were, they thought he was the gardener. But they left being ignorant brethren and sistren to educated. How did they get educated? How did their hearts change? Because he taught them the, king, the truths of, of God's kingdom realm. And he uh, proved to them with many convincing signs that he'd been resurrected. 
Jesus instructed them, don't look at that. Oh, sorry. Proved to them many convinced signs they've been resurrected. During these encounters, he taught them the truths of God's kingdom realm and shared meals with them. Taught them the truths of God's kingdom realm and shared meals with them. Okay? Jesus instructed them, don't leave Jerusalem, but wait here until you receive the gift I told you about, the gift the Father has promised. For John baptized you with water, but in a few short days from now, you'll be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Every time they were gathered together, they asked Jesus, Lord, is it the time now for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? Now look, he spent 40 days with them trying to teach them the truths of God's kingdom realm. Yet every time they were with him, they kept asking him, are you going to make us the boss? He spent 40 days trying to teach them the truths of his kingdom realm, and they kept asking the wrong questions still. That's why he had to stay 40 days. He could have saw them at the grave. They ran there on that day, right? Like we said, if they had not have been ignorant and they really had believed what he said, if they had all just had been camped out outside the tomb that night to get a front row seat of his resurrection because they knew he was going to do what he said, then he probably would have said right then, boom, Acts 2, 4, bam, do it, right? But he's like, okay, you know, been here 33 years. What's 40 more days, Right? Let's do this. Let's work on this. Maybe the resurrected Christ will do better than the living Christ, right? And so they're both alive. You understand what I'm saying? He's, he's uh, where was I? Help me. Nobody knows. Verse 7, he answered, The Father is the one who sets the fixed dates and the times of their fulfillment. You are not permitted to know the timing of all that he has prepared by his own authority. But I promise you this. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and you'll be filled with power. And you'll be my messengers to Jerusalem, throughout Judea, the distant provinces, even to the remotest places on earth. Right after he spoke these words, the disciples saw Jesus lifted into the sky and disappear into a cloud. As they stared into the sky, watching Jesus ascend, two men in white robes suddenly appeared beside them. He told the startled disciples, Galileans, why are you staring up into the sky? Jesus has been taken from you into heaven, but he will come back the same way you saw him ascend. Okay, we'll pick up verse 12 in just a few minutes. So, he spent 40 days with them. Now catch this, he spent 40 days with them. And the last thing they asked him is, when are you going to do it the way that we thought you were going to do it? You know, you ever, I heard this thing the other day, it's just so true. Like, if you yell at your kids in the morning, don't expect them to have a good day. If you, if the last thing they hear before they go to bed at night is you yelling at them, don't expect them to have a good night's sleep. Which, I understand that. And I have to repent at that at my house sometimes. And so, I got eight chances to yell at one of them. You know, it's like, come on. It's like, what's the chances of them all doing what we say? But, you know, the, Jesus, walking in the heart of the Father... He, you know his last words, he wanted to be something else, like, I love y'all so much. I'll be back. Can't wait to see you. But his last words had to be, where were we? Um, 
the father sets the dates, guys. I've, you're not permitted to know. I'm not telling you the answers that you're asking for, okay? But I promise you this, you're going to receive power, like I told you, the Holy Spirit. And you'll be my messengers throughout all those places in the remotest place, uh, parts of the earth. All right, I'm gone, you know? And so he just had to reiterate to him again, right? And so here we are. This is where I kind of think we are this week. This is, this is um, just, just the Lord just began to show me this, and I think we're in a prophetic window this week. Someone sent to me the other day, um, I saw it going around on Facebook, and it um, had to be true because it's on Facebook, you know. <laughs> but it's pretty cool. The Latin root word for quarantine is 40. I actually verified it. I didn't just stay at Facebook. I went and verified it, okay? And so the Latin root word for quarantine is 40. And so there's this thing with 40, okay? Um, the optimum number of weeks for human gestation is 40. Jesus fasted 40 days. Uh, Exodus lasted 40 years. Moses stayed on Mount Sinai 40 days. Um, flood lasted 40 days with Noah. Um, okay. So, March 23rd, if you're not in Knox County, this doesn't apply to you. I don't know when your county was. But March 23rd, of 2020, um, our mayor in Knox County issued a stay-at-home order, okay? That order lifted on May 1st. That's 40 days. And so I just see such a powerful time that God told us to wait, sit at home for 40 days. Jesus fasted in the wilderness 40 days, right? And so we see this picture of 40 days. Jesus was with the disciples for 40 days after he raised, trying to teach them the realm of the kingdom, okay? I genuinely believe that he's trying to replace their ideas with truth for those 40 days to prepare them. There's no other reason for him to hang around for 40 days, okay? That's not part of the plan, like die, raise again, Delay coming up here and getting started on eternity for 40 days down there, right? I mean, that's just, you know, clearly there was a specific need for him to be there for 40 days. And um, he did not go around evangelizing. He met with the disciples, right? And so he had a very intent purpose with his time with the disciples for 40 days. And the scripture says that he, by many signs and wonders, made them believe that he had raised again, which that's a huge insight into the kingdom realm, Right? That kind of shifts us from kingdom, world domination to this isn't about this world. Like he's raised again. And so does he care about the government at this point? He can walk through walls. Like can we get to the way he's seeing things right now? Can we get our perspective totally changed? He could not possibly have communicated that to them before he died and rose again. And so he needed this time with them. 40 days he's doing this. But we see at the end of 40 days he's still... They're still not getting it, right, which is frustrating, okay? And so I see for us this window. Again, I say, God did not send the coronavirus. God does not send death and destruction. 
but God will use whatever's going on in the world to position us where he wants to position us to get new insight and revelation. And so all authority comes from him. He can let authority, he hardened Pharaoh's heart. He softens people's hearts. He does whatever. And so I believe executive orders that come out and all those things, I trust that God is big enough to change those things. My call is not to war against government. Okay? So, I just take the 40 days and say, thank you, Lord. What do you want to do? For us, we were in the midst of major renovations that we were going to do before Easter. And I do to this day, I think, I know we would have got them done if we had to get them done. I'm thankful I did not have to get them done by Easter. Because I'm pretty tired as it is. But I would be really, and the quarantine, we lost a lot of, obviously, we didn't want you guys coming and working, so it's been a, just a small handful of people doing it. If we continued to have y'all like ants on an anthill like you were before the quarantine, that would have definitely got us done. Um, the whole Nehemiah and everyone doing their part, it would have been beautiful and wonderful, but that's not the way it worked. And so we had this time set apart, and I just see this time I think it's amazing. He says he taught them and he ate with them and he communed with them. And so you see this, like, this opportunity we have in our homes with the Father. Some of us ate together like we hadn't ate together in a long time. And so there's this, there was this opportunity, this open door for change of perspective during that time. Okay, I'm going to get into some other stuff in just a few minutes. Um, but we see... At the end of that 40 days, they still didn't get it. So May 1st is the end of 40 days we're opened up. I don't think all of us took advantage of that 40 days. Here's the beautiful thing. So he sends them to tarry longer. All right, I've been with you 40 days. You don't have it yet. New plan. Terry, Holy Spirit's going to take over. Speeding for you that I finally leave because the Holy Spirit's going to do what? I'm still not able to do. So, Pentecost Sunday is 10 more days. Okay? Right? Pentecost is 50. Pentecost is 50 days. So, Pentecost Sunday from Easter is going to be on Sunday, but Pentecost Sunday from quarantine is going to be May 10th. May 1st was the end of 40 days. May 10th is the end of 50 days. And on May 10th, we're going to meet for the first time in our facility. And we're going to have church. And I believe it's going to be an unleashing of something brand new that's never been seen on this earth before from this body. 40 days, but our assignment in the 10 days is to double down, apply ourselves maybe like we didn't do in the 40 days. So while everyone else is releasing, I'm calling the church to tighten. I'm calling the church to fast. I'm calling the church to pray. I'm calling the church to tarry until May 10th. I know Pentecost Sunday is actually going to be I think it's May 30th or something like that. But, you know, all those days are not right anyways. Okay? And so, I'm just telling you, I believe it's prophetic and symbolic. 
40 days, all the things that happened in 40 days, but they needed 10 more days. And I believe the Lord has given us 10 more days at this point, seven more days. Seven more days to prepare for an unleashing, to do the go. Everyone else is starting to go again right now, but we're really going to start to go on May 10th. And so I call you, whatever it is you need to do, fast, pray, consecrate yourself, intentionally set yourself apart for the next 10 days, tarry for the promise of the Lord to come on your life on May 10th. You know what? So many more things I'd love to share. But that's the word. So let me just say this. I'll just touch it. We won't read Acts 2. You guys know Acts 2. But in Acts 2, after the 10 more days, the Holy Spirit fell on them as cloven tongues of fire. And they went. Go! Wait. Ten days. Now go. 3,000 people in one day. There's a multiplication that comes in these next seven days. The ten days after the 40 days. That's going to bring increase like we've never seen before. I believe these seven days are so crucial in the timetable of heaven. That prepares us for what God is launching us into. And when he releases us into that. We're going to live stream. We're going to release it this week. We're meeting. You know, they, they opened up on Wednesday um, on the county level. But then they said churches. we got to wait on the state to tell us specifics. That didn't come out till Friday. So we just made a decision early on after we knew we had to wait till Friday that there's no way we could put into place after he tells us what we have to do in one day what we need to do to fully cooperate with what the state asks us to do. And so we, when we come back, we want to come back in a way that people feel safe and people feel comfortable, and we've done our due diligence. And so now we have our mandates, we have our goals, we have our recommendations. We'll be meeting as a staff tomorrow morning, and next Sunday is going to be off the hook. In our newly renovated facility as well. It's going to be awesome. What was I saying before I went into that? Anyway. You know what they did next after Jesus left? I just want to do a little drive-by on this. Can't leave it completely out. They assigned, appointed a new apostle. I believe some of y'all are going to step into a position that you haven't been in in the next seven days. Matthias was not an apostle, then he was an apostle. And so I believe some of us, some people have rejected. Some people are not prepared and not ready and not willing to wait, to release, and to go. Some people have laid it down. And I believe people are going to walk into new places, new positions 
you're going to become apostles and prophets and teachers and evangelists in these next seven days. God is going to click people in places. The gifts are going to be imparted in these next seven days. I believe that. It said in, uh, they, they got a new one because it said in Psalm 69, 25, let his house be deserted and become a wasteland. No one will live there. It's prophesied. That was about Judas. And then in 109, 8, it said, let another take his ministry. So let another step up this week and take their place. Fathers, mothers, children, sons, daughters. Step up and take your place. Prepare yourself for the impartation and for the spirit to fall as cloven tongues on your life and release you. If I just had 10 minutes, I could just do just... Just 10 minutes. I could just drop the rest of this just real quick. I'll do it quick, okay? One time when I was a youth pastor, I preached on Pentecost Sunday. It was our graduation service, and I preached on children of Pentecost. Where they are not only 50 days from now, but 50 years and 50 million years. And so I, and the Lord took me to Mark chapter 4, the parable about the seed. And so let me just not unpack it the way I was going to unpack it, but let me just hit these few points real quick. The sower sows the word. You guys know Mark chapter 4? Jesus tells a parable about some seed falling by the wayside and the birds come and eat it. He tells about some seed falling on rocky places where there's not a depth of soil and they spring up real fast but then when the sun comes out, they wither. He talks about seeds that are grown up in thorns, and the thorns choke it out. And then he talks about seeds that fall on good soil, and they produce a harvest, some 30, 60, and 100-fold harvest. And then he goes and he tells what those mean. And the first point is, the, one, the seed that falls by the wayside falls by the road. It's a road. It's traffic, and so it's been packed down and beat down, and so it's not receptive because of the beatdown that it's endured. And so in these 40 days, God has taken us away from the traffic. He's taken us away from the road so that we don't have that problem in our life where we are beat down by the traffic constantly and the way of life, and the system. I have to share this with you. The Lord was speaking to me years ago. I was in Sevierville, Kodak, Tennessee, youth pastor, and I was discouraged, and I said, Lord, I feel like that the seeds that I'm dropping into the lives of these folks, dear God, that just hit me. Wow. I'll tell you what hit me. I said, I feel like the seeds that I'm sowing into these folks, the seeds, that, 
the seeds that I'm sowing into these young people are not put, producing any harvest. I feel like the birds are devouring all the seed. I was discouraged. The next day I went to the youth building and there was a dead bird on the mat at the front door. And the Lord said, the birds aren't taking this seed. So we're doing renovations at the church and we're working on the kids area. The kids area. And we take a tile down out of the drop ceiling. I don't know how this happens. I don't know how this happens. A bird falls out of our drop ceiling. It's dead. But not a decayed bird, a fresh bird. Dead. And the Lord spoke to me. The birds aren't taking the seeds from these kids in here. You know what just hit me? Our children's pastor that we just hired to lead the children in the room where I just found the dead bird was one of the kids in that youth building that I was ministering to that I thought the enemy was going to take all the seed out of their life. <laughs> Whoa! So the Lord has positioned us away from the birds in the packed down life, the running, 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 traffic and traffic and traffic and traffic to where our seeds never have time and an opportunity to take root. And he's tried to pull us away from that to give us time and position for our seed to take place, to go deep. He's taking away our emotional highs. The next thing he says, seed falls where there's no soil, no depth of soil, but it's on rock. It's very shallow soil, so it springs up quick. But then when the sun comes up and the hardships of life come up, it withers. Some of us have been coming to church on Sunday, going through the motions and loving it and getting all fired up on Sunday, but we always go home and on Monday we wither and die. We've made a roller coaster ride out of church and out of the kingdom. We've all done that. Not some of us, like which ones of you are the really bad ones. We've all done it. We have all done it. I, I got saved every year at youth camp. We've all done it. Up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. You know what God did? Womb, let's take that away. I want something to go deep inside of you. I'm tired of temporal fruit being poured out of your life, stuff that doesn't last. Tired of us dealing with the same stuff all the time. So you know what? I'll even take church away. I'll take the emotional fix you get of everyone telling you you're the best thing since sliced bread in your nice little outfit on Sunday, and I'll make you dig deep in your bedroom by yourself until you can produce an eternal fruit of glory. Taking us deeper. He wants lasting fruit in our life. I'm 
We're not in a hurry to get back to business as usual. We're in a hurry to go to glory, to glory. And we want to take advantage of every moment that he's provided us to do whatever he wants to do in us to prepare us for the glory that he's taken us to. I believe he's taking the emotional fixes and the emotional high and all of our little patting each other on the back and feeling good about ourselves. And he said, come on, know me. Let's go deeper. The thorns come up, choke out life. Says the cares of this world. Man's system of finance and money and we get all that. And we get all that where we think we've got it all worked out. And we put our confidence in it. And it chokes the life out of our spirit. And what is God allowed to happen? There's nothing you can even put your confidence in. Those thorns have died. Now can we talk about what's really going on? Can we go deep in something real? Do you know in Matthew 12, 22, when they accused Jesus of casting out demons as uh, someone working under demonic influence? They accuse him of, of working as Beelzebub. You know what Beelzebub is? Beelzebub is Lord of the Flies. It's another name for Satan. He's Lord of the Flies. You know why Jesus fasted 40 days? Because flies live 40 days. Help me. But do you deal with flies in your old line of work? They say that the life cycle of flies is 40 days. So you can't say a house is free of flies until you kill all the flies and then you have to wait 40 days so if there were any eggs, they will hatch and die. So he took away your crutches and our means of confidence for 40 days and it was 40 days so that it would finally die. Spent time with the disciples for 40 days to let some of those old ideas die. Lord of the flies. And some seed fell on good soil and produced a great harvest. I don't know where you've been for the last 40 days. I don't know what God's done in your life, but I'm just, I'm just calling you. I'm promising you he'll do more in this seven than he did in the previous 40 how could Jesus do more than being resurrected and hang out with them and eat with them? But he did. They were still asking about how the kingdom was going to come and they were going to get all these you know, stuff on earth, but they were in a different place 10 days from then. They were prepared 10 days from then to receive the Holy Spirit and to be released. So something significant happened in those 10 days. Some people stepped into new positions in those 10 days and took their rightful place in those 10 days. There was new voices in those 10 days. The familiar was gone in those 10 days. Even Jesus. How can Jesus be the familiar? Obviously, he can. They still ask dumb questions. 
like kids do to their parents because they take it for granted. But when he's gone, they can't take it for granted anymore. It caused them to dig deeper. So they did in seven days, ten days, what they hadn't done in the previous 40. And I just prophesy today that God will do more in this next seven days than he's been able to accomplish in you during this entire quarantine, if you will submit yourself to it. If you will receive this word today and come into alignment with it. There's going to be a transformation that takes place like never before. You're literally going to step into new positions. Literally, there's people that aren't apostles that are going to step into apostleship this week. Because it, I mean, you say, well, they weren't. Well, God, okay. They have not walked in it. But they're going to step into it this week. They weren't even aware they were supposed to walk in it. How's that? There's going to be new prophetic voices raised up this week that did not even know they were a prophetic voice. And listen, I'm talking to the body in general, but I'm talking specifically to Redemption Life Church, 8109 Sharp Road. What we release next Sunday is going to be different than what we currently possess today. Seven days. Finish the 10. Finish the 50. And this is going to be wild. Thank you for letting me share the rest of that. I went 12 more minutes. It's not bad. I said 10 and did 12. What do we do after that? Can we all just lift your hands right where you're at? Can we just say it just real simple? A three-letter word. Can we just say just a three-letter word real simple? But real big? Yes. Yes. That's it. That's all it takes. <laughs> yes. Yes, 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 yes. Let your nay be nay and let your yay be yay. Yes. Here I am, Lord. Send me. And with the sending, I understand there comes a setting apart and waiting. And I say yes. Here I am. I consecrate myself this week. Whatever he's speaking to you right now, when you said yes, whatever he's speaking to you, whatever he's asking you to do this week, whatever he's prompting you to do, say yes to that. You said yes, and he said, okay, then this. Say yes to that. Yes. Yes. He said fast, say yes. He said consecrate this time, this hour, this, this whatever. Yes. Yes. Maybe he's not telling you yet. Just keep, just yes, whatever, yes. But if he's prompted you, just go ahead and say yes. Let's just finalize it, settle it, settle it, seal it. In Jesus' name.
we're ready to wait. And we're ready to go. And we'll do it how you tell us to do it. In Jesus' name. Watching my live stream today, we love you. I think our live stream guy is so lost right now in the presence, which is awesome. So we just tell me when we're going to kill it. I just quenched his spirit on him. Peace out, guys. We love y'all. Thanks for listening to this audio podcast from Redemption Life Church. Be sure to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Redemption Life.